I think zero of our students uh, currently work in the exact tech stack that we train on in bootcamp. But what they learn is they learn how to learn programming. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Nick, there was a lot, a lot to digest from everything we just talked about and appreciate hearing the backstory. It's funny when you hear the same story, but from someone else's perspective, I feel like there was so much I either relearned or yeah, it was, uh, was, was, it was a nice, nice surprise to hear. So again, keep it on the topic of, of bootcamp. I know we talked a lot about the backstory, the why of what we do. So let's talk about some of the house, some of the applications. What is it that we actually do with people that come through the doors of Awesomeink? Uh, obviously, we, we know programming or teaching, but what does that look like? So uh, with our with our bootcamp program, it starts with the application process. And I, I think that's a that's a really important piece for this. We're, we're looking for um, people for whom this program is is the right fit. And it's, it's not the right fit for everyone. And is that OK? That's yeah, that's that's very much OK. There, there are lots of different ways that you could learn um, to become a, a software developer. Um, plenty of folks are, are self-taught, you know, and, and that's part of what makes what we do possible um, is that this is not a heavily regulated um, uh, career path. It's not the kind of thing with where you need a certification um, to get into it. Um, I've talked with uh, co-founder Luke Murray about this, and he, his dream is always to do a boot camp um, for doctors. And I think there are lots of opportunities to transform medical education, but I don't think the same uh, exact format would quite work for, for physicians. So, yeah, what, what we do is it starts with our application process. Um, we typically have for a, for a class of, of 10 to 15 students, um, somewhere between 70 and 100 applicants for that program. Wait, one more time. A class yeah. of 10 to 15 and mm-hmm. an applicant pool of 70 to 100? That's right. Wow. So we're, we're pretty selective. And, and that's something that's really important to us is that someone coming into the program has a really good shot at landing a job in a short amount of time coming out of the program. Um, and so that's something we keep a close eye on, you know, employment opportunities. Uh, we, we work with employers um, in, in central Kentucky and now, now a few remote employers that we have connections with um, as well. But we really want to make sure that, that people have a spot to land because that's that's what we do. You know, we're, you could look at this in the, in the grand scope of education and, um, some of education, if you, you know, start to look in, uh, you know, early childhood or K-12 education, a lot of that's uh, learning how to think, um, learning how to, how to become the best version of yourself. And when we're looking at, at someone coming into boot camp, um, you know, we kind of make the assumption they're, they're a little bit past that. Uh, what they're really looking for is this career-focused training. And so as we go through the application process, we've got a, a four-step application process. There's an online application. Um, we do a few um, logical and, and programming technical challenges. Uh, and then we've got an interview where our, our students meet with, uh, with Stephen Rue uh, from our team and, and myself, and we grill them. Now we ask them all these hard questions. No, uh, it actually is very conversational. Um, uh, again, we're not, we're not here to try and, um, uh, you know, put people in a corner and, and to intimidate them, but we really want to see why, why do you want to do this? 
Um, it's a really hard thing to do. A lot of our students tell us, um, you know, that name, the name bootcamp, like that's, that's accurate. Yeah. It lives up to, okay. Lives up to the meeting. You know, which means someone getting into the program, we want them to know, um, you know, we're not going to wave a magic wand and suddenly you're a developer. We, we are here and, and, uh, our, our lead instructor, Justin Hall talks about this a lot as, as a guide, you know, we, uh, he kind of takes the position of a, of a master Yoda, uh, of a Gandalf, um, as a, as someone to guide you along the path, but you have to walk that path on your own. So that's what we look for in the application process is really people who are ready, um, to take that leap and go all in. Um, when they get into the program, what it actually looks like, uh, our first four weeks we've always done remote. So, uh, pre COVID that's, that was our model. Uh, and what that does is it gives people a little chance to, um, to start to ease their way in. Uh, if, if we started 40 hour weeks right from day one, I think that would be kind of hard. Um, so, so we start with this onboarding phase for the first four weeks. Um, students work through some of the, um, video and text-based curriculum that we have, and they do that on their own time, mostly nights and weekends. But then we, we meet up every day and we have what's called a stand-up meeting. And uh, again, this is a common piece of uh, the real work life of a, of a software engineer. So uh, these meetings last about 30 minutes and we ask everyone three questions. Um, what did you do yesterday? Uh, what do you plan to do today? And what blockers do you have? What's, what's stopping you from accomplishing your goal? Um, so that's what the first four weeks look like. And we get up to speed on some of the basics in HTML, CSS, JavaScript, um, using Git and GitHub for, for source control. And after those, those first four remote weeks, uh, then we really turn up the heat. So we start our, our 12 weeks of in-person courses. And I, I think one of the things that makes this program so successful, again, is the, um, the way it really feels like a work environment. So this is... It's not like going to college and you're in class a few hours and then you're home doing homework. Uh, our, our students are with us 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday for those 12 weeks. And uh, for most of them, they don't they don't just close their laptop when they go home. They're doing more work in the evenings. They're doing work on the weekends and they really uh, people get out of it what they put into it. And the way we're able to condense all this into such a short period of time is people really do spend a lot of time. This is. This is their one thing, um, you know, for those 16 weeks in the program. So how'd you guys come up with, with the, the breakdown uh, of the bootcamp? Because again, I know we talked about mobile X, Hey, the one, one day workshop wasn't the best revenue stream, mm -hmm. a lot of prep, not much to follow up with. So again, you mentioned four weeks from four, four weeks being remote, 12 weeks in person, how the, how that breakdown come about? Yeah. So when we, um, when we first started the program, we didn't do the, the first four weeks, uh, remote. We didn't really have interaction. Gotcha. Um, we sent out, uh, what we call pre-work. And so it was kind of a summer reading assignment. Uh, and we asked our students to do that entirely on their own. Um, we now do still have some pre-work. It's, it's much more basic. Um, and, and students can start on that once they're accepted. Um, but we realized the, the accountability is one of the biggest things that we provide. And uh, so that's when we took what was really just a 12 week program um, and added those those weeks, those four weeks at the beginning to make it really a full 16 weeks. So a lot of it has been things that we've learned along the way. For the initial structure, uh, we looked at a lot of other programs out there. Um, so some of the programs were shorter, closer to eight weeks. Um, we looked at programs that had 12 week models and we we liked that quite a bit. 
when it comes to tech stack, one of our, uh, so our, our sister company, APAC software, um, uh, got to dictate the first tech stack a little bit. Um, our, our first lead instructor was, was Matt Smith from APAC software. And, uh, essentially we worked in the technologies that, that were his bread and butter. Um, so in our first program, we worked in Python and Django, um, our, our JavaScript framework, uh, was angular. Um, and, uh, so we really got to build the program, you know, first around that first lead instructor around Matt. And the thing is, it worked. You know, we we got to put, um, you know, Matt Matt knew on the far end um, the skills that someone would need to to get started as a junior developer. And so that really, um, you know, that really worked out. It set a great foundation. Um, we had uh, our, our second lead instructor that uh, that we hired after Matt was Janine Hempy and. Um, Janine had a, a lot of experience in PHP and Laravel, so we made a, a switch in our technology stack there, uh, and that seemed to match pretty well. Um, uh, PHP is pretty heavily used in this region, and sometimes it gets a kind of a bad name. You know, a lot of folks their their first uh, scripting language was PHP, and they look at it kind of as um, you know a primitive tool. Um, I think Laravel though kind of makes um, makes a good case for that. It's it's really based on the same architecture as as Rails, um, and you know a lot of a lot of the most popular sites that you've used um, on the web, you know, WordPress built with PHP, Wikipedia built with PHP, Facebook at some point, and maybe still in some ways, you know, um, built on a PHP foundation. So sometimes we get that question, and uh, but it, it's really been a, a good thing for our students. And, and really what matters uh, is not the specific languages that we're learning. Uh, we tell our students that, you know, I think zero of our students uh, currently work in the exact tech stack that we train on in bootcamp. But what they learn is they learn how to learn programming. Speaking to that, I know we, we talked about creating value with our accountability, teaching students really to be part of a team from the get-go. So last thing before we, uh, we wrap up, how would you say you go about currently finding new ways to stay rel relevant? So you talked about when, with Matt Smith as the first instructor, hey, Python, that was heavily used. Mm -hmm. Then Janine, PHP, Laravel. So now Justin Hall, yeah. uh, spoiler, he is our lead, lead uh, instructor. H how do you guys go about changing technology frameworks, tech stacks, all the stuff that most people listening are probably like, what does that word mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, J Justin Hall's our lead instructor. Uh, Ian Rios is our other instructor, and they really make a great pair. Um, Justin comes with twenty plus years of programming experience, um, but before he was, he got into into programming. Uh, he had an art degree, and uh, and so he kind of comes like many of our students from what we consider a non traditional background. And I'll let Justin share his story on, on how he got into this. Uh, Ian comes from that traditional background. Ian has a CS degree from um, from RPI, and um, and so comes from kind of this this traditional tech background. And in our in our off season, so in between, uh, we don't have uh, a course running. Justin and Ian spend a lot of time, um, you know, updating our curriculum, researching um, some of the latest uh, trends and technologies out there, talking with our alumni um, to find out what what people are using on the job. So we're constantly updating um, our tech stack. We use React now, and, and that's been a really key piece for a lot of our students as uh, it ends up being a lot of what they, they spend their time working in. Um, 
but you know, I think that's that's been a again a really big piece. Our our instructors are great at picking up new things and putting it together and figuring out how to um, how to teach that to our students. But our our alumni and the employers we work with continue to um, be a really important piece of of that feedback loop. Nick, thanks for for sharing that. That is that's awesome. So let's say someone listening to this now gets the, the urge to want to apply to the boot camp. How do they do that? Yeah, so if you go to our website, uh, awesomeinc.org slash bootcamp, you can find more information on the bootcamp program, um, and there's a link there to apply. So that's the best way to to get started. And, and really, it starts with a conversation. So even if you're not sure if this path is right for you, uh, we always encourage people to to apply, to go through the process. And and we hope even if someone you know decides not to go to bootcamp or chooses a different program, that that application process is a, a helpful part of informing them and making their decision. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomeings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.